0: hello everybody thank you very much for coming welcome to our strategic recovery session um sorry i'm a little bit rouge in the face i've literally just come back from a run um, you know doing it how we should be doing it the um the but we're ready to go so uh, what we're going to be doing today is firstly i'd like to thank everybody who's listening along um good to see you hear you and all that kind of stuff Um, Today we're going to be talking about something very important. We're going to be talking about recovery. Um, And the, the kind of the important thing to think about when it comes to recovery is that what we do in terms of whether we're trying to, it doesn't matter whether you're trying to improve your strength, it doesn't matter whether you're trying to improve your fitness, it doesn't matter whether you're trying to improve your body composition or whatever making sure that you get your recovery right is is critically important. So what we're gonna do today is quickly outline some of the problems as to why it is that people struggle with making sure that they get their recovery right. And one of the things that, on all the things that generally speaking, I find that that you guys are are struggling with in terms of getting the balance correct. And then we're gonna run through essentially sort of like a bird's eye view over the basics of what exactly it is that you need to be controlling. And then finish up with some example days of what you should be doing and how you can implement that to the best of your ability. Where you need to place this in terms of the order of priorities is this needs to be something which is pretty fundamental. This is something that you need to be getting right a lot of the time. Um, And then we'll sort of, we'll discuss how that might impact different people at different stages in terms of how far along the, or how far up the the triangle in terms of the levels they are um, at the end. Okay, so the first thing we're going to do as always is we're going to quickly we're going to talk about problems so to begin with pretty much everybody that I work with uh is 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 working is either self-employed employed employed, or you know running businesses or things like this and one thing that I tends to come and happen everyone tends to have in common is that we're very few people who are sort of coasting through we have lots of people working long shifts late nights um you know people working you know hospitals and stuff where they're doing night shifts it's um it's to be honest with you it's it's a big stress um, and it's something that often presents itself as one of the biggest things that gets in the way of being able to actually execute the training and the nutrition properly on top of that we have you know simple things like we have work events so for example it might be that you know you have a job which involves you taking out clients and going out for dinners and you know all oh, that sounds great to me apparently it's hard work the um the t- going for dinners and going for all these kinds of things or whether you're um, you know, you're having to go to conferences and not necessarily being able to be in your um, your own environment all the time, not being able to control what you're doing all the time and ha- kind of having this pressure around your role at work where you you have to you have to conform and all this kind of stuff. The next thing is, obviously, we have lots of you who travel We travel, both with work and with for for leisure. Um, this will throw off your circadian rhythm. If you're going over time zones, it will throw off your food. Um, it will basically kill your ability to train a lot of the time, especially if you're jet lagged. Um, but it's not necessarily just the abroad stuff. It's it's traveling along the train to meetings, it's commuting, it's spending time moving and not being in, you know, that that stationary, secure, and repeat, easily repeatable place. Then we have all the other stuff. Okay, so this is a picture of me at the wedding um you have things like weddings we have random nights out stag parties hen parties that kind of stuff barbecues any kind of family stuff we have eating out just general all the other things that you have to fit into your life so you add up all of those things you're working long hours you're making sure that you're um you know you're, you're, you're you're doing work events and stuff you're traveling you've got all this stuff filling up your diary and then somewhere along the line what you then have to do is make time for training and also making sure that your nutrition is spot on, or as close to spot on as it can be, and that is a lot of stress. And by stress, we mean that's putting a lot of tax on on the system. It may not seem like going out and you know, sort of the picture of me at the wedding is particularly stressful, but it, obviously it kind of is. Like it's it's adding stress to the to the to the tank, and you need to find a way to actually recover from that properly and make sure that your balance is is correct in order to to make progress okay you kind of you feel like you're and this is a bit of a throwback I thought this was fun you feel like you're stretch armstrong you're being pulled in all directions you don't have enough energy and for a lot of you quite understandably the thing that takes takes away the easiest thing to get rid of in the short term is fitness because nothing bad happens if you cut your fitness out for a couple of weeks in the same way, as it doesn't make much difference if you go to the gym for a couple of weeks whereas if you miss a work event or you can't travel for work or anything like that then realistically you're going to you know you're you're going to have immediate ramifications so it's it's difficult to get it all balanced but the thing that we need to remember more than anything else is when it comes to fitness and when it comes to nutrition and when it comes to wanting to change your physique Doing the work plus the recovery is what makes the progress. Going to the gym doesn't make you stronger. Going to the gym creates a stimulus and then recovery makes you stronger. And the same thing is true with fitness. The same thing is true with if you want to try to boost your energy and all that kind of stuff. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be running through superficial stuff. It's going to be fairly, um, as we said, sort of um, an overview. We're not going to go into too much depth because we've, we've spoken about a lot of this stuff before. There are other trainings on the topics, but it's kind of putting it all together in a nice sort of compact thing now the first thing that we're going to be talking about is rest rest is the most obvious thing it's i'm really not going to spend a lot of time on this but the, the critical thing as far as i can tell when it comes to rest is actually just planning it in do you plan in downtime or do you allow your diary to run your life do you allow other people to run your life with your diary i don't know about your specific personal situation along this in this format but for a lot of people there are lots of wait. there is lots of wasted time in terms of doing things that aren't really resting, whether it's just sitting scrolling on your phone or or watching TV or kind of, you know, just filling, filling time unnecessarily. The more you can be organized with your time, the better opportunity you're gonna have to rest. Um, and even if you just sit down and you do nothing for five minutes, that can make a huge difference psychologically. Use meals as downtime. So try to use those little little sort of oases of, of respite in your day. Um, and make sure you're doing your best to set boundaries at work. So making sure that you know that you, you're starting at this time, you're ending at this time as much as you possibly can. I know that for a lot of you, that isn't a possibility, but you always want to be making sure that you're doing as much as you can. So planning your time in every day is the thing that's going to make the biggest difference in the short term. Okay. But that's not really personal trainer territory. That's more just, you know, general life advice. And everyone kind of knows this stuff. So just make sure, just a reminder, make sure you're planning your time every day. With nutrition, recovery gets a little bit more interesting. So the first thing that we want to do is you want to think, so what's the best way to maximize energy from what you eat? And the simple answer is just remove ultra-processed foods. When you're stressed and when you have no time, the first thing that you're likely to do is to reach for something which is not necessarily the healthiest. So the But the the contradiction with that is that these kinds of foods are the foods that are most likely to make you feel sluggish, most likely to give you sort of brain fog, and most likely to negatively affect your overall well-being and, and feeling of health, so that then you probably have lower energy or less productive, and then the cycle continues. Focus on choosing foods that, quite simply, do not contain ingredients that have, do not contain ingredients that you wouldn't find in a domestic kitchen. It's as simple as that. Make sure you time your caffeine sensibly. We've got a whole training on caffeine. We know about this, so don't leave it too late. And the big sort of thing that I want you to add in, if this is something that you are concerned about, is if you want to optimize your energy in the morning and you're a breakfast person, implement a lower carb breakfast. So something like eggs or something like Greek yogurt or something along those lines with some fruit or some, you know, some you know, an omelette with some veggies in it. That is going to offer you far, far better energy through the morning than you would be if you had um, a big bowl of oats or something like that for the most part unless you're already quite lean carbohydrates are going to give you a spike in sugar and then they're going to make you crash okay if you have 10% body fat that is less much less likely to happen if you've got 20 kilos to lose you really don't want to be eating a huge amount of carbs in the morning it's going to mess with your head okay it's going to give you a boost in the short term but then after an hour or so you're going to crash so low carb breakfast is very, very important. So just think about if we can implement those things with nutrition. With training, this is where things start to get a little bit more interesting. So when I train people in person, I regulate their intensity based on how they're feeling. One of the first questions I'll ask everybody when they train, how are you feeling today? And I'd say that not just how are you feeling today? It's really how, no, how are you feeling today? If they come in and they say, I've had somebody the other day, literally last week, say I've had four hours sleep and you know what, I'm not even sure why I'm here. Okay, fine, we're gonna pull this right back today. We're gonna to give you a nicer, easier session, we're not gonna push things too hard, um, because ultimately, if we give you that extra stress, your body's not gonna be able to handle it, you're not gonna be able to recover from it, and it's just gonna make you feel worse. So opt for a lower intensity workout when, you, um, when you're when you feeling overworked, okay? That means usually what we do, same in, same um, weights that you were using previously, and either increase the rest breaks, reduce the total number of sets or both. Okay. So that means that you're sort of in and out in 20, 30 minutes, as opposed to 40, 50 minutes, you make sure you, um, you're, you're getting that right. You're doing your exercise, you're doing something. So you're continuing the habits. That's really, really important, but you're not necessarily going full bar. The other thing that you can do if it's a day off training, whatever, make sure you hit your step count, get outside, um, get your body moving because the more sedentary you are, again, the more that's going to affect your energy and also, Walking is necessary to keep your blood flowing around your limbs, which means it's going to help you to recover more quickly. Very, very important. So the big takeaway point for this is you need to learn to auto-regulate, which means control yourself, your own training intensity. Okay? So this means that you need to basically use judgment. There is no right answer, um, and hopefully you'll be able to feel comfortable doing that. Basically, if you feel crap, if you're sick, or if you you haven't had enough sleep, you can still go to the gym, but just do something a little bit less, do something a bit lighter, maybe do something at home, maybe just do some stretching, Like, but just do something to keep the habit going. Hydration, and as we go through these, these are getting more and more important. Hydration is unbelievably important when it comes to recovery and when it comes to day-to-day energy, Okay. If you don't have a water bottle that you carry around with you, that's probably not ideal. Okay, I know it's a bit of a faff, but it will make a huge difference to the amount of water you're drinking. Yes, tea and coffee and stuff does count as water, but we still especially now it's the middle of the summer. We want to make sure that you're drinking enough water. That's really, really important. Second to that, something which is something you should already be doing already is 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 ensure that the water content of your food is high. So that means eating lots of things like vegetables, eating things like lean cuts of meat, eating things like meat like beans and legumes, and not eating lots of, again, processed foods. Both of those things will keep your cells hydrated, will keep your energy levels good and even and high, frankly, and then also will allow you to recover, okay? The number one piece of advice I would give you is make sure that you drink three quarters of a litre of electrolyte-enriched water upon waking when you sleep you dehydrate you have eight hours without any water especially if it's warm every breath you take water leaves your body by the end of the night you might have lost a liter a liter and a half or a kilo and a half of weight you're going to wake up feeling dehydrated and it's going to affect your energy and it's going to affect your recovery best thing that you can do to get yourself woken up first thing in the morning is drink some water and get and add some salts to it which you can buy online just look for anything with electrolytes in it is fine as long as it doesn't contain sugar or caffeine Um, And then just get that going. That's a big, big thing that I'd recommend that you do. And then the last one, the big one, okay, sleep. Sleep is the thing that's gonna make the biggest difference to your recovery by a country mile, all right? And the the three, two, one rule is a really, really good one. We've got a whole training on sleep, but what we're gonna do is number one, eat a light dinner, no more or no less than three hours before you go to sleep. You don't want to be having your biggest meal of the day at the end of the day. You can, but it will negatively affect your sleep. So you want to make sure you've got a good few hours to digest your food before you go to sleep. Same thing as well, waking up at night to go to the toilet is suboptimal. So you want to make sure that you stop liquids two hours before you go to sleep. And then the last thing is, is that you want to make sure that you don't get any blue light exposure one hour before you go to sleep. So there's two ways of doing this. One is that you can avoid screens or two, if that's impossible, you can buy some blue blue light blocking specs, okay? One hour would be great. 30 minutes is fine. 15 minutes is fine. Anything you can do is is, is better than nothing, but one hour is optimal. Get those three things right. You stand a really good chance of getting a decent night's sleep. That's gonna make a big difference. That's just kind of basic sleep hygiene. Two things that you can do to try and bolster that. First thing is, first thing you should be aiming to do in the morning, get some sunlight. Your body responds to sunlight and not artificial light but sunlight so make sure that you're that you're getting out early in the morning and we'll get to that in a second just for 10 15 minutes you know max just to get some sunlight okay ideally you want to do it as soon after waking as possible you want to do it basically studies have said you know you want to do it before midday that's the point at which it makes the most difference stick to the same cycle wherever you can again this is kind of basic sleep sleep hygiene stuff which basically means you need to be going to bed and waking up at the same time every day. And that includes Saturdays and Sundays. If you can't do that, you can't do that. But your quality of your sleep will suffer. uh, And so you need, then you'll then have to make that accommodation in terms of better or worse results because insufficient sleep or poor quality sleep a massive negative impact on both your ability to alter your body composition so more muscle or less fat and also your ability to recover from training which means less strength and less fitness okay so if you're consistently not getting good sleep that will make a big difference to your progress the last one and the most important one then we've got this little infographic here is no alcohol before you go to bed Okay. Now this obviously would be hypocritical of me to say that this is a rule you should follow all the time, but this is definitely not something you should be doing regularly. And it's definitely not something that you should be doing just because, or just because it's a habit. As you can see here, one drink or one to two, less than two drinks will basically take 10% off your sleep. Two drinks will take 24% off and more than two drinks. So I'm assuming that means three will take off 40%. So you sleep for eight hours, but you actually only really got you know, four and a half to five, because you had three pints before you went to bed. Okay. That's it. That's how it works. It's it is mad. So you can be unconscious without being asleep. If you know what I mean, your sleep is an active process and alcohol completely switches it off. So wherever possible, avoid the alcohol before you go to bed. And I said this to somebody the other day, and we agreed that that meant the right thing to do was to have whiskey with breakfast. So there you go. Okay, so. What we're going to do is now we're going to run through let's say a lot of you work from home um and i know that office days and you know travel days and all that kind of stuff are a bit different and so i, I it would be kind of silly of me to offer uh, this is what you should do if you're doing a day in the office thing because everyone's day is different but everyone's working from home day is very similar so or at least they should be the unless you're working on foreign hours or something i don't know what you're doing first thing you do is you wake up and this is if you're non-training day Drink some water Make sure you get obviously get washed Uh, have a light breakfast which is low carb and get outside for a post -post breakfast walk okay walking after you've eaten gives you a more even blood sugar response and will help you to digest your food better get to work have a coffee mid-morning that's the best time to have one so uh, maybe two or three hours after you've woken up Um, and then again after lunch outside 15 more minutes to help to keep your sunlight exposure up back to work then when you finish work dinner three hours before you go to bed stop drinks two hours before you go to bed clean up wash up and then plan for tomorrow as a way of actually giving yourself something to do before you go to bed that doesn't involve a blue light because hopefully you'll have something and you go this is convenient that looks like this which you do your planning in okay if then with what we've got is we've got three days so first thing is if you're having an early session if you have an early session then the difference is is you want to have a normal breakfast with carbohydrates after you train okay so you don't you don't go for your morning walk you just get up you go train you have your breakfast and then you do exactly the same process okay with a lunchtime session what you do is you train um before you have lunch again because you want to make sure it's it's when it comes to walking we're doing it because we're trying to monitor the glucose thing when you're doing exercise we actually want to spike insulin post-training because we want that encourages muscle protein synthesis so what you want to do is you want to have a normal lunch post-training or a normal breakfast post-training in this instance obviously we go back to that low carb breakfast normal lunch and then dinner and then the last one is light breakfast still going out for the morning like exactly the same as your as your non-training day all the way until you get to after work then you go to train And then you have dinner afterwards okay so these are the these are the sort of the three ways that i would recommend that you organize your day if you're training because people ask me this all the time should i eat before or after breakfast um i should i eat before should i be training um should i be eating breakfast before i train i would normally say no just because usually people are getting to the gym so early that it doesn't really make a lot of sense and they're probably going to eat afterwards anyway so if you don't need to eat before you train then i would suggest you don't maybe like pop a banana or something that'll be fine um but otherwise Focus on using those. Um, if you need to, this obviously will be recorded so you can go back and you can screenshot these um, and that's it. So that is what I would recommend that you do to make sure that your recovery is as optimal as it can possibly be. There will be exceptions. There will be days where you're traveling. There will be days where you're doing you know, fun stuff. You're doing friends and family and that kind of stuff. But if you were to try and stick to this principle, this structure as much as you can, as much of the time as possible, your recovery is going to be as good as it can possibly be and you're just going to get better results. That's it. Okay. Any question? Drop me a message. Hope you enjoy this one, and I will speak to you soon.